0: Save the best for last. Uh, man, we have been leading up to Election Day, or Maryland's June 26th primary. It happens here in two days, and I know everybody's tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of all this politics, man. I need to go on a vacation. Um, yeah, so welcome to A Minor Detail. I'm Ryan Minor. Uh, you can find me on the web at aminordetail.com, and I do this every Sunday night at 9 p.m., at a minor de- uh, blogtalkradio.com/slash a minor detail, and tonight uh, we got our very good friend Tammy Larkin. She's running for state delegate in the 137-person field up in <laughs> District Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy Larkin, hi, Tammy.
1: Hi.
0: How are you? You're my favorite Republican, except for well, I, Thanks, I'm sorry, Ryan. I take that back. I have a i I have to say, well, my wife is my favorite republican, right, so yeah, so second you know favorite. in full what what
1: I said second favorite,
0: second favorite, that's right, well, okay. my mother's a Republican. did you know that?
1: surprised me, she's brilliant and you know I've my met her
0: you met her, and my okay, stepfather Leon, is a again. republican,
1: <laughs> well, I like him too.
0: Mm hmm. I should I should be, you know, in full disclosure, Miss um, Tammy Larkin um, was the uh, the maid of honor in our wedding. So I'm not even going to pretend this interview is going to be fair because I want Tammy to win. So I'm just going to go out and say, I'm just gonna, you know, Tammy, you are uh, you're, you're running for state delegate in in District seven. You're a Republican. There's 13 Republican candidates who are running this election season. And what do you, Tammy, you know, let's start out and we'll, we'll talk about your background and we'll get into some policy and we'll talk about your issue positions. But why do you think there's so many Republicans this time running? Is it because there's, I, I just, has, has, has District 7 ever seen this many Republicans run before?
1: I, I, I don't know that we've ever had this many people um, in a contested primary like this. To be honest, I haven't really researched um, the history of uh, and trends for the district. However, um, what I do know is that, um, as you know, Maryland is a very blue state, and District Seven, where I live, is traditionally a Republican district. And when a seat when a seat opens up um, there's a lot of people that want to jump in, um, and I think that I think that's the case um, here. I think that um, um, as you know, the one of the uh, delegates, uh, Pat McDonough, has decided to run for uh, Baltimore County uh, yeah. Council or Baltimore County Executive, and um, and um, the seat so the seat's open, um, and there were a lot of people that, I mean, someone's got to fill that seat. Um, and, and to be honest, I think that there's another seat that's very vulnerable, and I think that people know that. So yeah. um, while, I, while I think that most people are looking at um, the open seat and the opportunity there um, to represent the people of our district and our views and to have another conservative voice in Annapolis, Um, I think that there are people that also have not been happy with the representation that we've had.
0: Yeah, I agree. And following this race from afar, Tammy, and knowing, you know, I kind of know the district um, clearly not as well as you, since you've lived there for 20 years. And unlike some of your opponents who just moved into the district and just barely met the (laughs) filing deadline um, and who's taken a lot of outside money and that's fair to call out. Um, I, I should say that I, I think I know this district pretty well. And I know that it resembles where I grew up. And you know exactly where that is in Hagerstown. It's very culturally conservative. We know exactly who's going to be elected. We, You know, unlike Montgomery County, where no Republican's going to be elected um, unless there's some, you know, unless something extraordinary happens in District 7, it's going to remain in Republican hands. You have Kathy Shalega in the seat and Kathy, yeah, God Kathy Shalega, who ran for U.S. Senate in 2016, and then she, she got beat pretty badly in that race and somebody had to step up and do it. And why not Kathy Shalega? And I I don't agree with Kathy Shalega on kind of how she has conducted herself, but nonetheless, I think she's been a pretty good legislator and has done well for the district and she fits their needs. And I just disagree with some of her statements and the way that she's interacted, but nonetheless, I don't think Kathy is vulnerable in this race. I think she's no. clearly on a path to reelection. And I, and quite frankly, Tammy, I think that this in 2018, we need to elect more women to office. And I'm glad that you're running You're because you're truly, and I'm not just saying this because I've known you for a long time, and we're close, and you've known my wife since, God, how long? Since high school? Middle school?
1: High school. High
0: Yeah. You guys went to high school together and been besties ever since. Um, I think you're truly one of the most fundamentally decent and upfront, honest people uh, that I've ever met, and someone who's always going to tell me the truth, whether I like it or not. And you and I, you know, I'm not going to ex- get too personal, but I will say that you and I have had many heart to heart conversations and you've told me things at times that I just didn't want to hear. But and I, I kind of translate that over to how you would conduct yourself in public, that you are always going to tell your constituents the truth should you be elected. I hope that you're elected. And you're going to be upfront with them. And you're just you're going to be an honest, decent, hardworking person, and you know the job well. And so let's just start out From the very beginning, um, you grew up in where did you? You grew up in was it Reisterstown, right?
1: Reisterstown, yeah, yeah. But before moving to Reisterstown, we lived on in eastern Baltimore County, um, and we moved out to Reisterstown in um when I was seven. mm
0: -hmm. Most of
1: my family remains in eastern Baltimore County out in this area, so. Um, I spent a lot of weekends in Kingsville with my aunts and uncles and cousins riding snowmobiles and four-wheelers and riding bikes and um, doing sleepovers and going to St. Stephen's Church. And so I spent a lot of time out here, even as a kid, while I was living out in Reisterstown. Um, so um, it's always sort of felt like a
0: second home to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love town and. You know, ever since ever since um, Fred and Leslie moved to Florida, that's Kim's parents, um, obviously we go there much less and the kids dearly miss their grandparents, but uh, I love, I like that hometown feeling that it has. There's good quality people yeah. in, in Baltimore County. It reminds me so much of where I grew up in Washington County. We're talking about salt of the earth people who get up every day, who want quality public education who want a decent job and be able to send their kids to college and have some money to retire on just truly great people. And that's where I Mm -hmm. see your, your roots that have taken place. And then when you, let me ask you a question. When, what was the experience of like first meeting Kim in high school? What, what was that like? I I never asked you that.
1: Um, Well, we used to cheer together and we had a couple did of did she get kicked together. off? did she
0: what Did't she get thrown off the cheerleading squad oh my god
1: i i I don't know she's a, she's two years older than me. Listen to her in the background. I can hear her egging you on um no i you know that was that was another lifetime ago um so
0: she's standing at the top of the um, stairs I, looking at me funny.
1: I bet she is.
0: Now, um, now she's cursing at me.
1: <laughs> well, okay, I I believe that.
0: Yeah. So what happened? Yeah. How did so you guys now, first we've meet? We've known
1: each other for a long time. We went to college together. We went to Towson University together. Um, we um, have certainly shared shared a lot of experiences. Um, she's she's the godmother. Um, she's a godmother of my um son and um and like you said I was made of honor in the wedding so yeah. um you know something I want to talk about that you something that I wanted that you kind of touched on
0: mm-hmm. is
1: you know this sort of where I grew up in Reisterstown town and and mm-hmm. kind of being and and this you know in my second home here in Kingsville um kind of being those people like the good, good people that work hard. And that, that's something that is so, that's at my core, my, my foundation. And you're right. And I've knocked close to 6,000 doors in this election. Um, we have. How many? We, close to 6,000. Um, yeah. Today, we knocked over 200. Um, and today's like just cleaning up, sort of hitting a couple of odds and ends. Um, you know, where we go out and, and start to knock in a precinct and then a big thunderstorm would roll through and we'd have to, to hurry up and take cover. And so a couple we went back and we we did some of the houses and streets that we hadn't done just because we got rained out. This weather's been not cooperative. But um but you know, one of the things one of the things that I love the most about this campaign and one of the things I think that makes, you know, that has been at the core of of who I am is that I wanted to take money out of politics and put people back in it. And I have truly run a grassroots campaign. I've not taken special interest money. I've not taken PAC money and union money and all of these things that several of my uh, opponents have. But I think what I did was I went out and I said, I'm not going to raise the most money. I had, you know, one fundraiser um, and then did a raffle, but I, I, that's not what i wanted to do. That's, you know, that's not what politics should be about and it's sad that that's, that's what it's become. I want it, you know, yeah. it's supposed to be for the people by the people and it's become something much more polluted and corrupt. And that's not who i am. I will work hard. I will um i i will be honest um and i will be um I will be for the people. And so, you know, and I'm for the people that get up early and go to work, do the right thing by people and, are, you know, by their families and that want more for their kids than what they had. You know, that, my mom, her her dad worked at um, at the steel mill. And my, my dad worked at Bethlehem Steel. And so my parents, they wanted more for me. And, like, I want for my kids. And so I think that we need hardworking, honest people that understand what it's like to actually have to meet a a daily budget at home and to pay the bills and to keep everything going. And the thing is, is that, you know, why I should be in the House of Delegates is because I know how to run a house. I know how to run a house. I know how to keep this house.
0: Um, Damn well you do. I've house, seen it.
1: <laughs> and and what I mean by that is that in in my house, if we can't afford it, we don't buy it. And if we need it, then we save for it. But we've had to trim the fat. I mean, we've we've you know, there's not. It's not always been easy here. And um and I know what it takes to have to step back and reevaluate and prioritize and say, these are the things, these are our wants versus our needs, and these are our must-haves versus our, you know, would, this would be nice to, to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why can't we take that sort of common sense approach to government? That's what I bring. You know, yeah. nothing's been handed to me in my life. Nothing has been handed to me in my life. I've always had to work hard for everything I have, um, whether it was putting myself through school with, you know, by either getting good grades or taking loans and, and saving for my first house um, and everything I have, I've worked for. Nothing's been given to me by rich parents or, um, and not that my parents couldn't do, they just wanted to instill in me a really good work ethic and that's what they did. Yeah. So um, Nick and I wanted to kind of touch on that before, you know, because you're right. You know, that sort of salt of the earth, people that work for a living, that put in an honest day's work and want to do the right thing by their family. That's what I'm about.
0: Yes, so. you are. Yes, you are. I've seen it <laughs> firsthand and, and I, I know it. And so, you know, you have the ex- – not only are you prepared – in a way to be a state delegate you have the right mindset you understand the values of your district tammy you also have the experience and i think more so than anybody else to fully comprehend what it's like to run a legislative district and by that i mean you have been in the trenches you were the uh you worked for jb jennings um as the state senator jb jennings who would be your state senator, who is running for re-election, and you served you served as his chief of staff. Is that correct?
1: No, I was his district director. Okay, so his district I, director. Right, right. Yep. So I worked in the district primarily, but during the legislative, and I was in Annapolis. So I got to see both sides of it. But my, my primary focus was um, I did a lot of work in the district, um, talking to voters and, and constituents, um, if you had a problem and you called the Senator's office, I was the one that answered the call and and worked to make things right to help people with whatever issue they were having to to help um, find resolutions. I was the person that sat at people's kitchen tables and met with them and heard their concerns. I was the person that went to community association meetings and into the schools for. Um, their patriot programs and um, I initiated the good citizen essay contest and senator for a day contest to try to instill in the next generation like I've done in my own kids but in in the district and in the community to instill in, in in our school age kids a sense of what does it mean to be a good citizen and if I was a senator for a day what would I do just to get people thinking because you know I feel like it's my responsibility as a mom to raise the next generation um, to be responsible. And, um, and so my kids will always say, well, mama, I was raised right. And what they mean by that is, yes, they were raised correctly, you know, with rules and, and they were taught manners and, um, but they were raised right in that we are conservative thinkers. We, we um, attend church. We have conservative values. These are things that are our core beliefs and our core values. And these are the things that define me, define my kids. And this is what I think, you know, we need to do going forward with the next generation is to instill in them some core values um, and beliefs um, and to help them to get involved and engaged in, in um, politics because I think that people have become so jaded about it. Mm-hmm. People are sick of the corruption. People, people are sick of of the rules don't apply to those that are elected. You are making the law. You shouldn't be breaking the law. Mm. And, and if you are, then the rules need to apply to you too. So, um, so that's... I will give
0: you credit... Tammy, for never trying to run your parents over with a car.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, um, And that seems like such a... um... Such a
0: basic, like, don't do it if you're planning to run for office. And what I'm referring to, and I I, I don't want to drift down the pathway of going going negative, but Tammy... And and I'm not you have stayed, to go
1: down. I will run on my no. own merits and my own
0: That's my right. own
1: stand. I will I will run on who I am and what I believe in. I feel like I'm not I don't need to um, I don't need to drag any anybody else through it but you're right. There are there are things that if if you're if you are convicted of a crime and you go to jail, then you should not be Uh, you should not be in office. While you are in office, you should not remain in office.
0: Right. Um, And I I, I hear you. I mean, and I think you believe in redemption, that if you make mistakes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And I think that, but when a person who is currently serving in office makes a mistake, and, and and I just want to speak directly to this because this is, where I believe I – tr- I fundamentally believe that character counts when you are running for, for public office. And I, I mean how else – how can it not? How can we not take character into account when you represent thousands of constituents that you're a role model for, for children, you're making decisions, you're making laws, and you're expected to follow said laws and to abide by the same standards and rules as everybody else? And I'm talking about Delegate Rick Empolaria, whose track record is, let's just say, not sterling. I mean, there's some real issues there. And I want to point this out that he's broken the law several times. His driving record is atrocious. He's done some unsavory things. His campaign has been a total mess. His campaign aid has been attacking people left and right. They don't run a clean race. And people – I, from my experience, and looking at as, it, as a journalist, as a blogger, as someone who writes about Maryland politics and who has to get to the bottom of the truth, that it, it, they almost run their campaigns like, a, uh, and I'm talking about Rick and Pilaria, like a thug. People are scared of this guy in District Seven, and that's unfortunate. You don't want to be, you know, y- your state delegate should be someone whom you can respect. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think a whole lot of people can look at Rick and and say, you know what, there's a guy that I want my children to be like, and I just don't see that. And, and that's where I think, Tammy, there's an opening for quality people to come in and just be better. What did our first lady say a few weeks ago, a month ago, when she was talking about her anti-bullying campaign? Be best. I don't see that. I don't see Rick and being his best at all times. And I'm not trying to take you down that road of of speaking ill because you've stuck to the issues. You've stuck to your principles and went out and knocked thousands of doors. But I, I have to point that out um, as an objective observer of this race that this guy is not only a, re- a problem for the district, but for the entire Republican Party. I mean, can you imagine going back in? I mean, he could drag down the Hogan ticket. And I have to say, Governor Hogan looks like he's well on his way to being reelected. So- I just want to point that out there and I also want to say that Tammy, I've witnessed some other interesting exchanges in among the candidates amid this candidate field. Uh, look at Aaron Penman who is sending out uh some pretty awful and nasty literature and the the whole gun fundraiser right after the Parkland shooting. And I and I see someone like him and I'm like, what what is this guy doing? And you know he's referring to himself as a so, state delegate on his campaign literature, and he hasn't even been elected. I just find these kind type of things to like. It's like they're not paying attention, or they think that the public is not looking closely at this race, and we really very much are. So
1: that so, that so go ahead. So the one thing I really I really want to just say is that um I really I really want to run. I'm really running this race on who I am and like you said I, I there's so much negativity out there and there's um, it would be easy to um, take the low road on things but I I at the end of the day at the end of this on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock I can tell you without a doubt that my integrity will remain intact and that I will know that I ran a good, honest campaign. And that's, I think what, that's what we need to do. I think that it's frustrating. Yeah. Have I, do I know all these things? Have I seen all? Yes. Do, Do they frustrate me? Yes. Um, and, and I, and I've struggled with that a little because, um, when I started this campaign, I said that the reason that I was running for office was because I want better for my kids, and I want better for Maryland, and we deserve that. And for me, better means being a principled, honest person, and I I hope that people, because I've lived here, I've lived here and in the district, I have, you know, like you said, and like I, we talked about, I worked for Senator Jennings. I go to church at St. Stephen's, and I sing in the choir on Sundays, and I taught Sunday school there for seven years. And I've, I've volunteered at the schools and been PCA vice president and, and worked in the rec councils. I, right. This community is my home And people here know me because I live here. I'm not, you know, some Johnny-come-lately that just decided that they wanted to run for office because their ego. um, It's not about ego for me. It's because I'm looking at this from, this creates an opportunity for better. I want better. And we deserve better. Uh, We deserve best. And we need... We need people that are going to – I keep saying to my kids every day about this campaign because it's hard. I work during – I work all day. I come home and I campaign. And I'm a mother. And I juggle a lot of things, but I manage. But it's, it's, it's hard. It's, and people, people who think that I got into this race because I love politics are crazy <laughs> because I'll tell you what. I do not like the politics of politics. And, in fact, this campaign has been very eye-opening to me. There have been some people that have been very disappointing that I expected better from. Um, And that's just been a lesson to me and how I want to be. You know, no one's perfect. I'm not trying to say I'm walking on water because that's – but I live a good, honest life, and I've tried to do the right thing. And, um, I think that people in this, in this district in particular, uh, and I think Oliver, I think it's a, a general consensus. People are sick and tired of scandal. And you know what? The thing is, is if you don't do something that's scandalous, then it's not going to pop up and it's not going to be an issue. If you are, if you go to jail while you're elected, then that's in the news, that's part of public record if you file right. a campaign finance report that's also part of public record but i don't I, i'm going to focus on this is why i'm qualified to do this job this is why i want to do this job and this is why i want you to vote for me so yeah. um i think it would have been easy to kind of um what's that what's that saying about if you uh if you play in if you Play in the mud, or you play pigs or something about that. That you wind up with mud, on you, t- you know, it's just, I, I, it just gets dirty, and and yeah. that's what I. You play I, in I the I mud with pigs, you're gonna about. get dirty. Yeah, thank you. So <laughs> that's that's what I hate about politics. And I think if you talk to the average voter, everybody's sick of it. Nobody wants yeah. to hear about it. Like
0: I want to hear positive. Um, they want they want to hear your plan to ensure that Maryland is economically successful, that jobs are coming to your district, that your public schools are the best they can be, and to bring money back and into safe. the district. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, they, that's what people care about. You know, this campaign for me is about um, – because I when I go out and door knock, it's not just, oh, I'm Tammy Lurkin, and I've been endorsed by – Um, And, oh, by the way, I have been endorsed by Congressman Andy Harris as of – that's my latest endorsement that I just announced. Yeah,
0: let's – before you go on, let's talk about the – so we're we're halfway through the interview, but I want to talk to you about how your campaign has been shaping up in the last two or three weeks. It has been noted by so many different people throughout Maryland. I was just talking to a a, – A pretty good friend of mine who is a notable uh, Maryland political insider, and he said that Tammy Larkin, this is the most momentum he's seen in a long time for a candidate going into the final stretches of a primary race. You have been endorsed just this past week by the Baltimore Sun. You were one of three. You were endorsed today by your congressman, who represents the first congressional district in Maryland, Congressman Andy Harris. You have been endorsed by your former boss, J. B. State Senator J.B. Jennings. You have been endorsed by former Governor Bob Ehrlich. You have been endorsed by, let's see, the 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 Club Conservative. Yes, Councilman, Councilman David Mark. David and who else? Who am I missing? Change. The the Annapolis Club Conservatives. Yeah, change Annapolis. Uh, no, change Annapolis. Okay, change Annapolis. Okay. Anybody else?
1: Of all of those but listen, of all of those endorsements and while I am I am I am so proud. I am so proud to have received those endorsements. You have no idea because I feel like I feel like I'm just an average I'm an average mom. I'm an average mom who's just trying to do the right thing. And to have so many people that are so well respected to come out openly and endorse me and say this is the best values that that I, you know, it's it's overwhelming to me and I'm so proud of that. But I'm going to tell you, the only you know the endorsements that that are going to matter are the endorsements of the voters on Tuesday, and I need I need voters it's, I need voters to to get out there and endorse me on Tuesday the 26th. The I, I'm so proud, but I'm so proud of these endorsements because it speaks to my work ethic and my reputation and the quality of the campaign that I've run. And, and I, I have not paid for any of my endorsements. Um, I have not, you know, and I have a lot of people that have come to me and said, you know what? I think you're going to be a great, you're going to be a great delegate. If elected, you're going to be a great delegate. And, um, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I just want to share, you know, I didn't really talk about how I even got involved in politics, but I think it lends a little bit of perspective um, as to why I'm so humbled by these endorsements and why I'm so proud. Um, And You know, and I'm a mom, so I'm always proud of my kids. I'm proud of, you know, the accomplishments of so many other people in my life, but I'm really proud of this. I'm really proud of the race I've run and to be where I am today. And But I got started. I was, I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom. I I was very active in my community and the schools and the rec councils. I had worked to start a... Um, to be part of a startup on a nonprofit. I've done a lot of volunteer work in my community, in my churches. I taught Sunday school, sang in the choir. I've been really involved and engaged. And um, But I was standing on the bus stop corner with a bunch of moms in my neighborhood waiting for the kids to get off the bus, and it, I will never forget this. Um, it was April 14th. It was the day before taxes were due, and we were standing there, and you know, I'm thinking, we don't make a lot of money. How in the world do we owe more money to the state of Maryland on tax day, which was the next day? How in the world do we owe more money to the state of Maryland after I feel like they've been taking money every two weeks from the money that we earned and um, that made no sense to me i said and and honestly, it was that moment that really defined this whole journey. And I said, I'm tired of being treated like an ATM machine. You know, if, if we need that money here, I was raising three kids. And um, and that was something that that kind of started in the very next day. And this is, you know, I kind of joke about it and laugh, but I, I say, you know, the most political thing I ever did before any of this or before going to this event on, on April 15th was most political thing I'd ever done was vote and run for PTA. So, you <laughs> know, what moms do. We, we, I made a poster that said, I'm dangerous with my vote. And then on the other side, it said, born free, tax to death. And I made a poster, and I went to an, a rally, and I met someone from the Ehrlich campaign. And I said, you know what? I'm just a mom, but there's all these other moms just like me who feel, you know, that are just praying that Ehrlich gets reelected. And, and you know, there should be like a mom for Ehrlich or something like that. And they said we love that idea, and so I started Moms for Ehrlich. Um, that Facebook group grew. I got, I kept getting messages from people saying, "Hey, I'm not a mom, but I want to join." Which so Moms for Ehrlich grew into Women for Ehrlich, which grew to be one of the largest coalitions, the grassroots coalition for that campaign that season. And I became the state director, which is how I got your wife engaged because I needed somebody in Montgomery <laughs> County, a, a conservative Republican. And I said I don't know any other Republicans in Montgomery County. Can you help? Except me? for Kim. So, um So, um So, thank you for doing how, that cuz now she's Yeah, sure.
0: She, she's right. this political. It all
1: led to it. So, we um so that's how it got started. And then um I called Senator Jennings and I said, "Hey, my son's class is um studying Maryland government. Can you come in and give like a little 30-minute presentation to um, third graders and talk about what it is that you do. Or, and he said, yeah, sure. He's like, oh, and by the way, what are you doing now? And I said, well, I'm just, you know, back to being a mom, doing my thing. and He said, come work for me. And so I started working for him and um, and I guess the rest is history. So, and then I got a call from um, Governor Hogan, who was Larry Hogan at the time with no title in the front and said, hey, um I'd like to buy you lunch, let's meet and talk and I was one of the early members of change maryland and and the reason that I was so excited about that campaign was because we want change, we want better, and you can't have you you can't get there without thinking outside the box and being creative and and we can't keep doing things the same old way. I mean, political insiders. And big money have corrupted Annapolis to the point that it becomes the expectation, and that's the norm, but I'm here to say that it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be we need to give we need to give control of of what what is going on in Annapolis back to people that that are trying to, to do what, I mean, like, look at what Larry Hogan has accomplished in four years. Right. And while, and listen, while, um, you know, people in my in my district are very conservative and um, and they don't always agree with every decision that the governor has made. They don't agree with every decision that the president has made. But, you know, mm-hmm. but I say that um, I'm I'm impressed with the amount that he's gotten done in the four years, and I, more importantly, look forward to what's to come in the next four years. Um, I think that he he um, he's on the right path. I mean, businesses are thriving, employment, um, unemployment is down. I mean, we are um, we're he, he really he said he was going to change Maryland for the better, and he has. So um, that's he's, but so when I say has. to you. He has, and he is, and he will. So, um, so when I say things to you, like it kind of sometimes I have that moment where I catch myself, and I still feel like I'm just a mom. But you know what? You got to take just at like I I am a mom. I'm not just a mom. I am a mom, and moms. We all have moms, and our moms know. Our moms know how I have raised raised I've raised my kids. I've run this house as a member of my community. Um, I've been a community leader and an activist, and I've worked hard. and that's what moms do. So let's bring some integrity and some hard work and some ethics back to to government.
0: Jamie, when you're outdoor knocking and you're talking to your <laughs> constituents, and I know you've knocked on, thousands of doors, and you've taken, you know, and you're, and by the way, I have to mention that your wonderful daughter, Caroline, she has been a tremendous resource and help, and, and she is pretty much managing your day-to-day operations at the campaign, all the while, while she's a wonderful yeah. undergraduate student, a student at University, yep. yeah, at University of Maryland, ROTC, I mean, this,
1: well, Caroline is just, ter- about that. we're not going to talk about that, so yes, we can't. But so I. But yes, she has done a phenomenal job. Um, she's she's a bright girl. She's a hard worker, like her mama. So um. So yes. Okay.
0: Um.
1: And I I love I love the dedication. You know, all of my kids have been out there, um, door knocking and um and helping, and it's it's been um. It's been a phenomenal experience to go through this with them, um, all of us together. Um, well, what I was going to ask you that, that
0: – go, go ahead, Tammy.
1: I, oh, I was going to say, you know, when, when I kind of started this, um, I sat down at the table um, and said to them, what, what do you think? There's going to be an open seat, you know? I, I'm kind of thinking about it. And before I could even finish the question, they all said, Mama, do it. You need to do this. It's your time. Um, so, you know, they unanimously, and I said, it's going to be a lot of work for all of us. It's going to be, um, it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to be working hard, and, and I kind of need everybody to be on, on, on board, and that's, you know we we use a hashtag for a lot of my posts and a lot of things on social media we say team Tammy and i've always been kind of behind the scenes rallying everybody else i've always kind of i you know i've worked on a lot of campaigns i've i've raised three kids and and always been perfectly content to be behind the scenes just cheering everybody else you know the work here and um and they said mama we are all team Tammy, and so um, that's kind of carried through with the campaign, and and it's and that's something that you know people that have have volunteered. I have a lot of a lot of families that come out, and what what I love about this campaign is that I've um, I people will say, well, I've got my kids. I'm like, bring them. That's what I did. You know, when when my kids were younger. Um, and teachers would say to them, Well, what did you what did you do this weekend? And and you know, kids typically in elementary school would say, Oh, well, I you know had a roller skating party or I had a birthday party or or you know whatever. And and my kids would come in. Well, I was at a political rally with Rudy Giuliani or I was at a outdoor knocking or I was so so. You know, but like I said before, it's like the next generation that we're paying it forward. So when you're out, um, so that's
0: Yeah. Thing. And I was going to ask, Tammy, when you're out door knocking and you're talking about these important issues that you're, you're hearing from your constituents, I assume that you hear about jobs in the economy. I presume that you're talking about taxing and balancing that mm-hmm. with spending and cutting government waste. And you're talking and I assume that they're talking about Governor Hogan's platform. And I I would also imagine that your district is probably pretty pro-Second Amendment, I would guess.
1: Absolutely. And And I am a proud NRA member.
0: uh, uh Aha. Okay. Um, And, (laughs) well, that's good. Uh, Were you endorsed by the NRA? I can't remember.
1: NRA does a formal endorsement for incumbents. So the NRA endorsed incumbents.
0: Okay. There are
1: Hmm. um, contingency, I guess they do, like, they do a rating, and you answer questions, and they put a question mark next to it. Um, and but the, I guess their formal endorsements only come for their incumbents.
0: Well, being a Republican but and I am,
1: having
0: the NRA, I a, I, yeah, Be, yeah I am, being a Republican and having that NRA endorsement is is good news. So, um, tell me about tell me about some of the the. Uh, the economic issues that you're hearing from folks when you're talking to them at the door, what are their concerns? What are some of the policies that they're discussing?
1: Um, Well, people are, you know, one of the things that we hear about, you know, of course, like you kind of touched on are jobs, the economy, um, taxes, government waste and spending. And like I said, you know, this is my – people, when I knock on the door, I say, I get it because, like I said, if, if we can't – in my house, if we can't afford it, we need it, we save for it, and um, we trim the fat. I run, you know, I run this house the way that I would run government. If we don't need it, then let's not, let's not buy it. Um, so I think that they – you know, they, everyone wants to talk about taxes. I mean, my my mom moved out of the state. My brother moved out of the state. I mean, people are moving out of Maryland in my family because they can't afford to stay here. So um, they they we've got to do something um, about taxes. Um, we've got to do something to help our seniors. Um, we have a very big military population, and I am a very i have I have a, come from a very big military family. Um, I. And so I get that. And so um, so I hear about, you know, issues that are related to veterans' benefits. Um, but also I, I hear that people want, people want to send their kids to good schools. They want. And, um, you know, I've testified at the school board hearings for, and, and demanded greater accountability and transparency because that's what we want you know that's what we deserve. And when we send our kids to school, we shouldn't have to question whether or not they're going to be safe or whether or not they're going to be um you know harassed or bullied all day. I mean, that that's that's an issue. Um and so you know, my daughter on her first day of high school, um there was a school shooting in her school and there, there's been issues that have come up, you know, this school year again, and something needs to change. There needs to be, there needs to be greater accountability and transparency, and um, we need to start looking at um, ways that we can make our schools safer. Um, so education, of course, you know, property taxes are high out here. And and people want to know that they're getting a good quality education for the for the tax dollars, um, and they see on the news when, when when budgeted money that's supposed to go to schools and classrooms and teachers is going to for ridiculous things and that make no sense, and that that kids are in cold classrooms because the money wasn't spent properly or that things didn't get done the way they were supposed to be done, so. Um, the system's broken and it's broken because we keep doing, it's like if you keep doing the same thing over and over, you're going to get the same outcome. If you're not going to change anything, we need to get in there and change things because we are, um, we're we're sending these kids into, we need to create opportunities for them to be successful. And and I don't feel like we're always doing that. So education, um, you know, there's, you know, my my district is very um, diverse in that it goes from eastern Baltimore County. So the, the issues in eastern Baltimore County are not the same issues that we have in northern Hartford County. You know, there's a, a, a you know, people are concerned about issues related to agricultural preservation and mm-hmm. and how, um, you know, in northern Hartford County that people in eastern Baltimore County don't necessarily have those same concerns. So it's really important to um, be engaged and to you know and I've been listening I've been listening and writing things down and following up with people and I'm not elected but I still you know if I if I have a voter that has or has a question and and I need an answer I call Senator Jennings and I say hey here's a constituent in our district that had this concern or question and he's right on it he's right on it and um, and I feel like he and I have always been a great team for district seven. We've worked really hard in the district over the years. Um, he's very responsive to his constituents. And I mean, and honestly, I that that's why I'm, I'm so very proud to have that endorsement because I know that he knows how hard I've worked for this district and how hard right. I will work for this district.
0: Tammy going to Annapolis, as you know, the Democrats have a supermajority. That's probably not going to change. Uh, anytime soon, and if we have split government, meaning that yes, the the House and Senate will be controlled by the Democrats, and then uh, we have a Republican governor, and we've seen the Democrats override several Governor Hogan's vetoes. But I think for the most part, there are Democrats and Republicans who ha- work extraordinarily well together. For example, my state senator Brian Feldman is a consummate legislator. He is someone who has taken control of the issue with, let's say, Delegate Mark Corman and many of the Republicans to find transportation solutions for Metro. And I think these bipartisan issues, the environment, education, infrastructure, these are most important issues. Now, we're in the height of the campaign season where you see all the Democrats that are running for the governor that are constantly lobbing these lobbing bombs at at Governor Hogan. And I I just want to say they're not sticking. It's just not sticking. I mean, any little thing that, for example, Rich Madalino throws at Larry Hogan, it's just like, dude, you're you're nitpicking. It's goofy stuff that they're throwing out at Larry Hogan. And there's a reason why this governor is the most popular governor or second most popular, depending on which poll or which, you know, which publication you look at. He's governed bipartisanly. And and you know I, I I just want to know that when you get to Annapolis, I assume that you have an agenda, you have an idea of kind of what legislation and committees that uh, you you want to work on. So Tammy, are you going to be able to work across the aisle with your your Democratic colleagues?
1: Well, I don't. I think that the answer to that question is that my my core values, you know, are are conservative and in nature in that I am very much a, a, a staunch supporter of the Constitution. Um, my conservative values, that that's what I have to remain true to, and I need to ma- remain true to the people that elect me and their values going forward. Um, I think that any, you know, and I, it's funny, I don't really think of myself as a politician, and I, and I, I never want to be, that's not, that's not who I am. I'm um, but I think that there needs to be obviously a level of diplomacy and compromise. But there are things that I could not and will not compromise on. And that's how I've lived. That's why I say like, I feel like at the end of this campaign, and, and in my life, like there are there are principles and values that I have that I cannot compromise on. And those core values, those conservative values are things that I hold very, you know, near and dear to me. And, um, and, you know, my vote's not for sale. Um, I've not taken, like I said, I've not taken um, union money or PAC money or special interest money. I don't have an agenda. I'm not beholden to anyone because of the money that I've taken in my campaign. So, um, So my agenda is strictly my own agenda, which is that of representing the people of my district and their values and what they want um, in Annapolis and what is going to have the biggest impact on on their day-to-day lives. Because I think that we have these ideas that we're going to go down and we have these grandiose ideas about these major colossal changes and, but the But, the truth of the matter is is that what people are most concerned about are the day to day things in in their life. You know, we talk about like i'm a i am aiii a I'm a trainer, that's what I do is training, and one of the things that we talk about and, and I'm sure that if you've ever sat through any sort of corporate training, you've heard the you know the analogy where the where the uh trainer or instructor takes the jar and puts the big rocks in and says it's a jar full and then puts the little rocks in and then the sand and the water and the things that are you know that we have that have the most impact yes those big rocks those big things are very very important lowering taxes raining in out of control spending I post sanctuary status in our state and our in our county and our district um I you know a lot of these big rocks you know, I believe in the. You know, I want to uphold the Constitution. Um, I'm a staunch supporter of the Constitution. These are the big rocks, but the little rocks, the sand, the water. These are the day-to-day things that that affect people in their day-to-day lives. They want to be safe. They, you know, they want. And so when so when we talk about some of these big rocks, like um, we. We want to – those all trickle down to the smaller things. They all get broken down into these smaller things. But it's the day-to-day things that people that are, are what have the most impact on you. So I want to make – the people in our district, I want to improve their lives, the day-to-day things in their life, the things that they hold most dear to them, um, and to improve the quality of the life that they have, um, to improve the amount of time that they have with their children – um or their families, or doing things that they enjoy um so you know where I hope to have the most impact is that um is, is that at the end of four years, if elected that at the end of four years that people feel like their lives are better than they were than they were when we got started in in this, so that is that is what my my hope is um mm-hmm. so and I just got the um <laughs> i'm sorry my phone just uh, almost is dying here, so i um i I hope that you um that I didn't cut out there but no. um so i you know i I started this campaign because I wanted to make things better I wanted to run an honest campaign um and i have and um and I want things we deserve better. Like I said, um, I want to clean up the ethics mess in Annapolis. I think that we have gotten, it's gotten out of control. And it's not just District 7, but in general, I mean, there there have been so many things that, and as a woman, um, you know, I've followed closely uh, what's been going on in Annapolis with the Women's Caucus and following along um, to see um what they want to do in the legislature to make things better down there. And um, so, you know, there, there are issues that are important to me, um, to the people in, in my district. Um, and, and, and I hope that, you know, if elected, that I can make a change to make things better.
0: You're certainly on your way. So, you know, wrapping up in the final couple of days here, uh, what do you want voters to know? I mean, I know you talked a lot about issues, but you have two two day. I mean, essentially one day left, and then until election day, and then we find out what happens on on Tuesday night. I, I presume this race will be settled by then. But um, you know, they have quite a few choices. This is this this race is certainly not lacking a smorgasbord of candidates where they can pick and choose which one they think is the best, and clearly the Baltimore Sun has chosen you, Congressman Andy Harris. But you obviously want, like you talked about earlier, you want the voters to pick you. And when they go in a voting booth, what are those you know, two or three issues that you want them to consider and then ultimately cast their ballots on for you, Tammy?
1: I, I, uh, I will work for the people of this district, not special interests. Um, you will never have to question, um, my integrity or, or because my vote cannot be bought. Um, I want to, you know, obviously I want to, I'm a, one of the, one of the main reasons that I feel like I am a Republican is that I am a fiscal conservative. I, I, I live it in my own house. Like I afford it, I don't buy it. So I, I want fiscal responsibility in our government. Um, I, like I said, I support the Second Amendment and am a proud member of the NRA, and I, um, I want to, um, to I, you know, I want to look at the real issues, which I believe are um, increasing availability of mental health um, treatment and therapy. I think that that, that mental health um, has, has been overlooked for so many, in, in so many regards, and we're seeing that that lack of attention um, that it deserves trickle down into the opioid epidemic and mm-hmm. into violence. Um, so that's very important to me. I want to clean up the ethics mess. Like I said, if you're making the law, you shouldn't be breaking the law. Um, and I want to uphold the – I want to follow the laws. Um, I pose sanctuary status in our state, in our, in our county, and in this district. So those are some of the things that are most important to me. I want to make life better for seniors here, um, for our veterans, um, people that have worked hard all their lives and deserve to, deserve to enjoy their retirement and, um, and, and not have to flee the state to do so. So try to make things better for small businesses. I was a small business owner, so I understand the constraints that um, of operating a, a small business um, and the ridiculous amount of regulations and red tape and the convoluted tax policy. It's overwhelming for small business owners. So I want small businesses to be able to thrive and not just survive. Um, no. So those are just a couple of my of my things that you know, but. But, you know, really, the the takeaway on all of this is that I will fight hard for the people in my district. I am an honest conservative, um, and I will bring responsible leadership back to Annapolis.
0: Well, I think you're going to do a great job. Tammy, there's two days left, and if people want to check you out on the web, you are TammyLarkin.com. They can go to your issues page they can reach out to you. They can follow you on Facebook. And I encourage anybody listening out, vote. And please, 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 if you're not, if you don't know where you're registered to vote or you're not sure of your polling place, you can contact the Maryland State Board of Elections by going onto their website at elections.maryland.gov. And you could, they can guide you to your polling location. So, Tammy, there's 13 candidates running. I think that you are at the very top of the list. I think you're going to be a tremendous delegate. I'm proud of you. You're a great friend. And I know that you're going to do really well on Tuesday. And I appreciate you coming on the show and, and having this conversation with me.
1: Well, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And, um, and, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, I know that I've given it my all. And, um, and I, I, I've worked hard and, and it's really the thing that I love out of this just, you know, not speaking as a candidate, but I love that um proud of me and and I'm very proud of that. So, um again, thank you so much for having me on your show. I was <laughs> I, I was a little bit nervous about coming on here, but no, um we make it fun. <laughs> yeah, so Um, I appreciate that, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about some of the issues that are important to me.
0: You bet, Tammy. All right, well, thanks, and best of luck on Tuesday.
1: Thank you so much. All
0: right, Mm bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. All right, folks, uh, that was Tammy Larkin. She's a Republican candidate for District 7 up in Baltimore. It also covers uh, Harford County as well, the split district, three members, and I encourage you, stepping outside of the box here, I will say – Tammy will be a fantastic representative. If you're a Republican, if you support the same values that she espoused here on the show earlier, then she's your girl. With that, get out and vote. Election Day is Tuesday, and we'll be back next week with a recap of everything that has happened. And Lynn Foxwell and I will be live on, let's see, Baltimore at Wet City uh, Tuesday night from 8 to 11. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great night.